Hi, this is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is home for survivors like myself and those who yearn to build resilience in their mindset and live their best life. In Season 3, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the wellness, business, media, and travel industries. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed. As a board-certified wellness coach, number one best-selling author, and syndicated columnist, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. Today's video podcast guest on resilience is Marisol Quiroz, founder of Catalyst Seed Company and Mompreneur. As Marisol states, how you choose to act and you're going to react, that's building your resiliency. It's like, okay, life is happening for me, never to me. And how you act upon those thoughts, that's the verb part. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. Thank you, Sabio, first of all, for having me on your show. Super excited when you reached out. I love what you're doing, and it really aligns with a lot of what I do. So it was it was perfect. Um, so my name is Marisol Quiroz, for those that can say it the Spanish way, or Marisol. I tell everybody it's like aerosol with an M. Um, I am a mompreneur. What that means to me is that I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship, but at the same time, being a present mom, which if you're a mompreneur out there, you know it's definitely something to be juggling, and it's not the easiest, but it is very rewarding, in my opinion. Um, and I am with the health and wellness company. I am right now currently with a network marketing company called Revital U. However, through that four-year journey, uh, and being on LinkedIn last year, as a matter of fact, I was encouraged, motivated, uplifted by all the wonderful people on that platform to launch my own company, which is the Catalyst Seed Co. And more to come of that. Wonderful, Marisol. Thank you so much. So let's begin. So you contributed to my interview series with Authority Magazine and Thrive Global, um, Rising Through Resilience, How to Be More Resilient During Turbulent Times. It's a very uh, current topic that all of us are going through. I just wanted to know, in your opinion, what to you is resilience, the actual word? Resilience to me is taking the lessons, the hardships that we will all go through. That's just part of life. That's inevitable. And having a mindset shift of how can I learn from this? And really, really cultivating the you versus you mindset. When you are resilient, you the more resilient you are, the less you play the blaming game. I love it in your article how you started off with a backstory. Could you tell my audience more about 
you know, your upbringing and, and, you know, where you're from. Actually, when I sort of read your story, uh, it mentioned New Rochelle, and that's not too far away from me. I live in Westchester County, so oh, I was okay. like, yeah, I was like, wow. I actually worked in Westchester County. That's so cool. Even more alignment. Yes. Um, so a little bit of my backstory is that as a third grader, I my parents brought me to the U.S., specifically California, Sacramento, and I did not know any English. So I literally imagine yourself right now, you're dropped into a, a school classroom and everybody's talking a language you do not understand. I was eight years old and I just, I had to learn. There was no other choice. I did cry every day when I came home from school telling my parents to please take us back to Mexico. Um, however, when I look back now as an adult and understand the power of mindset and our blueprint and, you know, all those things, I realized that experience was already build building my resiliency towards life. Understanding that you could be dropped in a super unknown um, environment, situation, circumstance. However, if you push through and you really just keep moving forward, you will really become resilient. And it got to the point where I was one of the top students by fourth grade year. Wow. Wow. I, I also loved in the article, too, where you mentioned like this idea of purpose and fulfillment and not just a paycheck. Can you speak more about that? Absolutely. I am so passionate about that because I going to Tony Robbins event. So UPW Unleash the Power Within. It's really where I started to understand this concept. He talks, Tony Robbins talks about the, um, the science of achievement plus the art of fulfillment. And you have to marry those two. If we are just in the science, right, and, and achieving goals and writing the goals and going for it and the hustle mentality without stopping to really like be present, right? So the power of now by Eckhart Tolle, um, be in the moment and be grateful for every little step that's the art of fulfillment so it's like what is my purpose why am i even doing this okay sure i want that title i want to be on that stage i want to be an author i want to be a founder I, whatever your title that you're seeking but it's understanding like why what is that really going to do at the end of the day are you happy is that because that's one of my mentors said happiness equals success so to me purpose is and this is kind of spiritual, but you do have to believe that you have a God-given purpose. And if you're seeking that, you truly will be happy. It's not the title. It's not the money. It's that that just your heart just feels happy. There's also something in sort of the article that I, I, know, that I really gravitated towards. And it sort of when you mentioned the CEO of Revital You, and he said that you cannot out-earn your self-worth. So focus on becoming the best version of yourself. I mean, you know, that word has always been used so many times, but I really felt the gravity of those words. I'd love for you to expound on that. Oh, my goodness. Yes, that is one of the most profound things I've heard myself. When I heard him say that, I'll be honest with you, it, it, it just, I didn't understand it. it. It was hard for me to to really grasp that concept. And it is going to be hard if you've never dove into the world of personal development. It will not make sense. But that 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 saying, what he said is actually what led me to go to UPW. It was it, I was scared. You know, I, I had never really done any of this stuff. It was an arena of 7000 people. I bought a ticket, kind of invested on myself. Right. Which is always scary when you've never done it. Um, however, I knew that. There was something to that and my heart was seeking it. It's like I want to understand what that means. 
And he always used the, um, Andy uses the idea of people that win the lottery. If they are not working on their mindset, if they are not um, understanding what it means to be wise with your money and that money is just a tool and really serving is what brings us joy and fulfillment and that we are called to give and serve. If you haven't done that inner work, that personal development work, that you will lose that money, even if I hand you a million dollars right now, because you will seek fulfillment in things that are materialistic. And we all know that it doesn't work. It's only a temporary thing. And so when he said that, it just really like catapulted me into understanding more of like, I need to level up my self-worth and really at the end of the day, believe scripture, like truly believe it, right? Like there's all these cute quotes we see on the internet and, and they're all great, but it doesn't do anything for you if you truly do not believe that you are worthy of a million dollars, because why not? If you think it's impossible, it will be impossible. You, you speak a lot about sort of the scripture. What is a passage uh, in you know, your belief system that really speaks to the heart and soul of who you are as a person? Yes. And I actually did speak about having an anchoring thought or in this case, scripture. For me, my anchor scripture has always been God gave me a spirit of love, of power and a sound mind, not of fear. So therefore, whenever I am being fearful, whenever there's something that I'm doubting or it, it makes me nervous or, you know, you kind of get in that uneasy feeling, I remind myself, I have the spirit already within me of love, of power, of a sound mind. Like I can do this. So whenever people speak about, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I have so much anxiety. I'm like, that's not true. Do not speak that over yourself. Start speaking scripture, right? Like believe the truths that are already there for you. Um, or or if you're kind of like in that, that space of being jealous of someone or comparing yourself to someone or feeling less of or as in social media, there's so much of this now, right? Like I love social media, but there is that double-edged yeah. sword thing. And I'm like, I can be, I can have that power. I, I carry my own power. Maybe it's not her power or his power, but I carry a power that God gave me and I'm meant to share that. And if you don't know it yet, seek it, ask, and you will receive it. Yeah, that's, you know, my, so I grew up Catholic. Um, I'm not practicing, um, but I was an altar boy. So I had many years of that. I went to a Catholic um, um, you know, elementary school for like eight years. Uh, so I, I would say I'm just more open in general, but my favorite passage in the Bible is to know thyself is to heal thyself. It literally oh was God. the foundation of how I was able to find a way, you know, cancer survivors like myself are never told they're cured. They're just told they're in remission. I'm seven years in it. And I just remember that playing over and over in my head that I had to find a way to know the totality of myself to heal myself because I was stage three. So it was a pretty precarious situation. So just a lot of what you said really, really resonated with me. So I really love your scripture too. That is, that's a powerful one. Yeah, it absolutely is because it, it actually puts the power back on you, right? It's not about external forces. It's about, well, actually what does make me tick? Am I putting out good thoughts? Am I being proactive? Am I doing the things I need to do? Am I searching? Am I seeking? I really believe life beyond all this, these creature comforts is really about fashioning. A great friend once said it's about fashioning and polishing the, the facets of our character. 
Uh, and that's like a, it sounds easy. It's very difficult <laughs> because you have to face you. You have to face all the things that you said, did, and thought of. Um, and that's really, really a tough thing. So, um, but, uh, you know, when it comes to resilience, you also mentioned this idea of it being a verb. Love it. Love it. Can you speak to that? Yes. So it's, so the, the, the choices we make and how we think that's a, that's a verb, right? It's, it's, a, it's always acts and it's a choice and it's a choice and it's a choice every day. Um, and to me, it's like in a moment of toughness, in a moment of hardship, in a moment of, man, I really thought I was going to get that call. Man, I really thought I was going to make this happen. Or you really wanted to do that move. Um, whatever the case is, and it just didn't work out the way you expected or wanted to, th just know that how you choose to act and you're going to react that's that's building your resiliency it's like okay it's, it's okay life is happening for me life is happening for me never to me and how you act upon those thoughts that's the the verb part mm. you know in the article too we sort of mentioned this idea of the five things you need to know or become to be more resilient what are your five Oh my goodness. I know one of them was my anchoring thought. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the other one I think you mentioned. Yeah, I think uh, you also mentioned about surrounding yourself with, with uh, you know, with like-minded people. Proximity is power. That's yeah. right. How, how has that gotten you into trouble? Curious. How has that gotten me into trouble? Um, well, there's two ways to look at this. So, and okay, I'll go with what just came to my mind literally right now. When I started, you know, seeking to be around like-minded people, because I kind of got obsessed, right? Which I think becoming obsessed with a certain thing can be good. It's not always bad. There's people that have this, like, they're like, oh, you shouldn't be obsessed about anything. At certain points in your life, you do have to kind of go all in, not stay there forever, but really, like, focus in to and shut the noise kind of stay away from people to really like get that whatever you're seeking otherwise it's this constant like you're reading a book somebody calls you you're reading a book somebody's talking to you so um so i did go all in in 2019 i became obsessed with like understanding know thyself and and how can i con and you know as a man think it by um mm -hmm. an author that book really like intrigued me and the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukov, and then Brene Brown gives, I mean, I just, Gabby Bernstein, Abraham Hicks, all these authors that I became obsessed with learning more about, Wayne Dyer, one of my favorites. Um, and so I became obsessed in a good way, I think. However, wanting to seek those people that were already in that sort of made me very, not intentionally, but made me look down upon the people that I was with, like family and friends, because I'm like, how do you guys not want better for yourself? How do you guys not want to like know more about this? And so I did fall into that judgment trap. Gabby Bernstein talks a lot about that, the Dutch judgment detox. And I remember one time I said something to my husband, and I know I talk about him in the article a little bit too, or the, our marriage. I told him, that I would rather take advice from someone who's already made the millions, who has walked the journey, than from him, which that was really rude. <laughs> I'll be honest. Now that I think about it, in that moment, I wasn't trying to be rude. 
But I just, I, I was trying to, you know, sort of like say proximity is power and I got to go listen to the people that have walked the path and learn from them, not understanding that that comment, like, you know, made him feel less. And I didn't honor him that it doesn't matter. He's my husband and that's who God chose for me. And, um, and he still remembers that. So that's how it's gotten me in trouble. Yeah, I think for me, it's gotten me in trouble because I had this, you know, there's a there's a spiritual tenet that says you can never change anyone. You can only change yourself. So right. I just assumed that as long as I changed other people, family members, different people that I know would eventually over time change. But I realized a hard truth. And the truth is sometimes people are just stuck and they don't want to change. And when I started, you know, learning about coaching, there's this sort of premise with coaching that it's not that people don't want to change. They don't know how to change. There's mm -hmm. these things called stages of change. Uh, and so it was just an eye opener for me. So I love that you shared that. So thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I know you mentioned also this sort of idea of having a blueprint. That was, I think, your second or third um, sort of tip. Explain. That's just fascinating that you can create a map, so to speak. Yes. So to me, being a mom of a four-year-old and an eight-year-old, I um, and it's kind of where this whole idea of Catalyst Seed Company came about. I started to implement with my two daughters who are still very young. So they're, they don't have a lot of built in patterns yet. And, you know, just bad habits that we just kind of start to stack up on as we get older. Um, so I'm like, okay, they're more of a clean slate. I could really build their blueprint right now of how they're going to react to things, how they're going to think. If you can master your thoughts and your emotions, oh my gosh, like, I feel like I'll be the number one mom if I can teach my daughters that. And so I'm like, okay, well, Kaylee and Emmy are still so young that whatever I tell them, they're going to believe. And I am building their blueprint. And so as a mompreneur, that's one of the things I'm passionate about, helping women understand that the things they speak, even if they think it's funny or it's just a saying, because we're so used to just hearing these sayings, it is affecting your kids and how they choose to see life. So um, I started to implement things like, I believe in you, you got this. You, and I know it sounds like, like, oh, that just sounds cute. And, and, but it does work when you have the right energy within you, where you really do believe your daughters or, you know, any kid or younger person can do whatever. And here's an example. My three-year-old, she wanted to swim. I didn't take her to swimming lessons. I just, I said, okay, I'm going to really put this to practice the power of mindset and the power of thought. If I can get her to believe that she can do this, if I can get her to visualize herself already swimming, um, because I, you know, Jay Shetty talks about that in the monks. Um, I read Think Like a Monk and, and Mark, Dr. Mark Hyman. Anyway, I was a podcast junkie. So I'm like, okay, let me apply the power of visualization with my three-year-old. I'm going to walk her through these practices of her visualizing herself going across the pool and, you know, doing all these things. And I kept telling her, I believe in you, Emmy, you got this. And I would make her repeat it. So it's almost like I heard, I can't remember what book I read, but it said, it's almost like your subconscious is taking notes of every thought you are thinking. And then therefore that's how you're creating your reality. So I had to make sure she was also speaking it out loud and before you know it, Savio, she was three years old and she went to the jumping board. And my pool at that time in that house um, was a seven feet deep. So I, at first I got scared, right? Like that initial fear of a mom. And then I thought to myself, okay, no, because my fear is going to translate to her if she sees that. So deep down inside, I was a little scared, not going to lie. Um, 
But I thought, what's the worst that can happen? You know, she might fail, but we're going to learn from the situation and not go in and get her. But she jumped and she kept swimming and she did it. Wow. And I think that springboards to one of the other five tips, which was unlearning to learn. Beautiful. That should be a title yes. of a book, by the way. I don't know if it is, but that should be a title of a book. Come I'm pretty on, sure it's from it, one of the books I've read. Me. Give, give it so, to me. How, how has that shown up in your own life? Uh, my mom. You know, my like if we wanted to do things, my mom would freak out. <laughs> and my mom was always driven more by like stay in your comfort zones. To this day, she's still like that. Um, but I love her for it. I'm just glad I have the awareness to recognize it and say I don't want to fall into that trap. Um, but she is like that because my grandma was like that, right? It's always like be careful, don't do anything crazy, stay in your lane, and um, and so. I've learned Joseph McClendon, the guy that does uh, to, uh, the UPW with Tony Robbins. Yes. He's like his partner. He says, fortune favors the bold. Always mm -hmm. fortune favors the bold. And so I'm starting to teach my daughters to be bold because God gave us a spirit of power and love. Like we can do all the things through Christ and all those things. And, um, and so my natural reaction was to be scared, to you know, be in control. And as parents, we're taught that. It's like, and Wayne Dyer is one of the, I've, his, I can't remember which book it is, but he said that at one point we lose that curiosity mm -hmm. and being curious about life and taking risks is a child-like behavior that we should never really lose. And, it, and we tell our kids, go sit down in this desk and stay here. And if you have an idea, no, this is the way you know the rules say to do it and so as they grow up they're discouraged to really tap into that creativity and just kind of go for it and hey if we fail it's okay because really we never fail we're always learning and I had to unlearn all of those thought patterns and I had to learn to just really let my daughters be who they are example my daughter the oldest one likes the baggy hand she's more of a tomboyish um and sometimes I want to tell her Kaylee these pants look cuter she's like mom but I like these and I'm like you know what that's what she likes and I have to just honor that it's not what I like it's what she feels comfortable in and and own that and so I tell her you know what Kaylee it's not my favorite but if you love it girlfriend own it because there's power to that and you stand up for what you want to wear not what mom wants you to wear of course, as long as it's decent and nothing crazy, right? Hundred <laughs> um, percent. And that really dovetails beautifully into this. I think your last step was sort of adopt the mindset of you versus you. Oof, gave me chills. Like, oh, because to see yourself outside of yourself, I think is power. It's really not getting caught up in the subjective sort of a mind frame or, or sort of a thinking process, but actually looking at it from a more objective standpoint. And I think that's really, I think if people did more of that, they probably would be a lot more understanding. Oh, absolutely. Um, there's a book called Radical Forgiveness. And that book really helped me also adopt that mindset because it, you know, you kind of have to believe in the soul and this kind of like woo woo stuff that people like to call it's not woo woo at all. There's a lot of science behind it. Yeah. Um, but understanding that everything that happens to you, it's like your soul brought it to you for you to learn a lesson. And if you don't learn the lesson, it's going to keep repeating itself. And the complaining, the blaming never solves anything. So it's, it's Tony Robbins also says, 
the quality of the questions you ask dictates the quality of life you will have. And I was like, what does he mean by that? Like, is it questions in an interview? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't get it. It's not. It's the questions you're asking yourself. So something happens to you and then you you ask, okay, what am I learning from the situation? Why does this keep happening to me? Okay, God, I, I see this keeps happening. I know mm -hmm. it's my fault. What is it that I'm supposed to learn from this situation? You know, people, that example, date the bad guys or... Um, <laughs> one of my, my husband is like the guy I always use for everything. You know, I always tell him, if you keep saying, if you go to a parking lot and you're, you're already thinking, gosh, I'm not going to find any parking. You are not going to find any parking. You're already like asking for that. And it works. I'm telling you if, and for example, I couldn't find my AirPods literally for this interview. And I, my pattern was to start freaking out. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, Marisol, stop. You will find the AirPods. Like, just think they're going to be in the least and they're going to show up right now. And I started to speak that instead of saying like, oh, my gosh, I need to find them. And I, I did get a little mad. And I'm like, my girls always got my get my stuff and they're misplacing everything. And I thought, whoa, 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 what am I doing? I'm literally complaining. I am putting a negative energy out there. So therefore, I'm going to get negative energy back. Um, and so, no, let me switch. And, and I started speaking in my thoughts more than anything. Okay, I'm going to find them. They're, they're about to appear. I just know it. And I know it's kind of silly, but I found them. Wow. Yeah, I, it, it goes back to your, your main premise in that is like not blaming others, like taking no. responsibility for self. Right. Because if I was, so if my kids do misplace them, okay, great. But me as a mom, maybe I should have a better place where I keep them so they don't get to them. So at the end of the day, it's still my fault, not them. And yeah. that's picking up the you versus you mindset. Yeah, I, I have a funny story. So I lost my iPod, uh, AirPods, I think it was like four or five months before COVID. Like, it's it feels so long ago, because we're all been through this. Um, and it was at high end gym. And I realized like, literally after I left, uh, um, you know, the men's room, um, and I was walking and I was supposed to meet a friend for dinner. So I went back, I couldn't find it. And then the next day, a couple of days later, they found it. And so I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's high in gym, you know, like, oh, they found it. Somebody else would have just swiped them. I try to put it in my, you know, I was like, this is great. So I put in my ears and my phone didn't recognize it. Someone switched the actual, the actual AirPods for mine and gave me like broken ones. Like it was like ridiculous. If you're gonna steal something, steal something. Just steal. <laughs> like, why are you trying to fool somebody from, like it's just ridiculous. It was so ridiculous. But I, I had to mention that story. <laughs> it was you're funny. like, it just came to me. Yeah, that's, just, that's, I don't understand. But you know what? That's karma for them. Yeah, understand. And then really, like I, I was really gravitated was learning the kids young with this emotional intelligence that you, you know, that you talked about and the mind body brain connection. Um, can you speak more about that? Yes. So somebody I like to tune into about this is Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Are you familiar with her? No. No. Oh, I think you'll love her, um, especially because of the work you do. So Dr. Carolyn Leaf is a neuroscientist. Um, I think it's from Australia or South Africa. I can't remember one of those. And she started to implement the power of the mind. So she, she had a client who couldn't walk. I think that's when she started her journey in this. Um, and the, the regular doctors were telling her, oh, you know, you're not going to be able to walk anymore. That's it. So she thought, okay, if I can get your mind, it's kind of like, um, what's his name? 
superhuman book. Uh, oh, um, Dave Asprey? No, not Dave no. Asprey. Oh, um, gonna, I can't think of his name right now. It's going to bother us. Yeah. Well, superhuman. <laughs> he has guy. a book, superhuman, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, it'll come to me later. Yeah. How he he got hurt, right? And he was able to heal his back, which is mm. the power of thought. And like literally thinking, okay, my cells are repairing. My cells are already working for me. And then he was able to do it. Oh my gosh, what is his name? I can't remember. So anyway, the, 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 the connection is, yeah, like if you can control your mind, you literally can control how your body reacts. And as a man thinketh by James Allen, he says it in the book, you know, that little book. I love that little book. You can make yourself sick if you keep thinking, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. It's like, well, yes, you're going to feel crappy if that's all you keep thinking versus, oh, okay, my cells are already feeling better. I'm going to nourish my body with the right foods. And I know I'm already getting better. And again, none of us are taught to really think and speak this way. It almost sounds that's kind of weird. And it's like, no, what's weird is how much we focus on negativity. Like, where did we learn this? Why is this our human nature? I don't understand. Yeah. And I think it's so curious for me because you're very sort of self-aware, conscious person. So as a parent, I'm just sort of curious because I, I didn't grow up this way at all. This was something that I learned as an adult, as a young adult, and I continued with it, thankfully. Um, but have you noticed any changes not comparing yourself with other family members, but just your children. Have you noticed any changes from from for you, from you adopt, adopting this to also it rubbing off on them? Oh, absolutely. Again, it's literally that, that I'm like, okay, God put it in me. I was reading a devotional. So I like to read the Bible at plants. And, and you know, the different plants are um, just different topics. And I'll kind of share some right now. So Bible project, one story that leads to Jesus, how to be grateful for your life, demonstrating God, God's presence in business, a resilient life, resilience and leadership. That's so funny. So they're just kind of devotionals. And, you know, um, and one time I was reading one and it just spoke about being the catalyst in your family, how God places people um, strategically to change the family lineage. Um and I started crying and I was like, ah, is this what I'm, and so now I know that that's sometimes when the Holy Spirit almost like speaks to you and you just, you're, there's this overflow of emotions and you don't even understand why. Um, but it's, those are like your God wings. Like this is part of your purpose. You, you may not understand the whole picture yet. It's like a puzzle. And here is one little puzzle piece of it. And then you're going to keep connecting them. And then you're going to start to see the big picture. So yes. I became so, again, obsessed in a good way about this, that um, my daughters know not to complain, because if you're going to come to complain to me, I'll give you two minutes to complain, but you better be telling me a solution or something you're going to do about that. I don't want to hear just complaining, and then that's it. Um, my daughters know that whenever they sick, they don't say I'm sick. They say I'm not feeling well. Mm -hmm. So the power of uh, the words we choose to speak, um, my daughters know that every act of kindness that we choose to do, not because somebody else is seeing us or not because it makes us look good, but because it's in our heart to do it, it will come to us tenfold. We have to believe that. Um, so yeah, it's like I teach them everything I'm learning. I talk to them like I, I talk to my team in my health and wellness company business. And my eight-year-old, both of them are really understanding the concepts now. My, my four-year-old, she'll say, mommy, I could do this because I got this. And like that confidence. Wow. 
And it's not arrogance, you know, it's just believing that, yes, you can do this. Um, so I, I have seen it like pour over into other family members in a positive way, which makes me really happy. And that's been the catalyst of change and then planting your seeds and other people to start that change. Like you don't have to see the full change. You could just plant the seed. Yeah. And it's also creating um, empowering women, which we which the world needs more of. Yeah. You know, quite honestly. That's awesome. So now I want to just transition quickly into our little brainstorming uh, section. Oh, I here. love it. So is there a pain point in the world that you and I can find a way with shared knowledge, you know, a, a chasm that we both have um, that we can create? Is there anything that's sort of that bugs you or something that you feel like should be altered? More emotional, intelligent kids. That's kind of my part of my mission. Like I, I keep getting that, I keep getting that those signs from, I guess you can call it whatever the universe, God, Holy Spirit. I, I've never claimed that I, I have anxiety. I've never really been able to say I have depression, and I used to feel guilty for that. So this is what's funny. I, I used to think like, man, is is that weird? Are people gonna think I'm like, you know, lying? Um, and, and, and is that making me not empathetic? Because I don't understand when people say I'm going through a depression, I live in anxiety, like my anxiety is over the roof all the time. I, it's hard for me to understand that. I, and I, again, this is not from an arrogant perspective. It's just I didn't understand why. And now that I understand more of how God created me to be, you know, my dad used to brag about me being like the little mature one of the family. And it was just like a funny joke. But I've always been more mature for my age. I've always understand that like people people that are hurt, they hurt people and it's okay. And and I, I've never really held grudges. Um, I kind of just learned to like really, you know, let things go and understand, okay, well, you know what? When people hurt you, like, God, just pray for them. Like they're hurting, man. Like somebody that's truly happy with themselves, they don't do that. They don't have the time for that. They don't even think in that way. And um and now being a mom and getting so passionate about this, I realize like I want to create more of that. And now more than ever in a social media driven world where the comparison trap, the, the highlight reels, the facade, the, it's not real. Um, and so I remember like one time my mom told me, for example, she's like, you should brush your daughter's hair so she looks better in the videos that you make. And I'm like, no, mom, because that's mom life. I don't have the time to make sure my girls look perfectly cute and per you know, that's not real. I bet you more moms can relate to this reality where Emmy is wearing the craziest clothes because she chose them and her hair doesn't look the cutest and she doesn't have the perfect bow in it. But I know more moms can relate to that. However, despite that, I'm still sh choosing to show up to deliver my message or, you know, just show up in social media in an authentic way. Um, and so, I want to I want to empower kids to think I control my emotions. We don't we don't have to say, oh, well, he made me mad. Well, he did this. Well, she did that. You know, it's like, stop saying that. And now let's start saying, I don't understand why that person's acting that way towards me. Maybe I should ask him like, hey, why do you feel compelled to be mean to me? Like, do you get and ask those hard questions even as little kids? Yeah, for me, it's sort of this aspect of feeling like, how do I because I live and breathe this world, 
how do I sort of create a, a ways and means for people to go a little further with this? And so for me, my pain point is, is sort of seeing it through my example and, and my lens, but not force feeding it with them. And so it's like a, it's a, it's a very delicate give and take. Fortunately, <laughs> COVID being <laughs> sheltered in, I've had to deal with a lot of this in the last couple of years, but normally it was actually pretty hard because I would then retreat, you know, and I would be like, well, they're not getting it. Um, and so for me, I'm thinking, just listening to what you have to say, um, it's just really about acceptance, really, isn't it? It is, yes. Good point. Yeah. Agreed. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Where can my audience find out more about the great Marisol? Oh, thank you, Savio. Well, on LinkedIn, and that's where we originally connected. So I am on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, that's, yeah, that's where you can find me. And I'm pretty basic. My name, Marisol Quiroz. So, and I'm the same across all platforms. Wonderful. Marisol, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you, Savio. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. You can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, a subscription to my weekly newsletter, where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains, and my author website, isurvivedcancer.co, where you can purchase my number one best-selling book, I Survived Cancer and Here Is How I Did It. 35 cancer survivors share their journey and view the book trailer, including excerpts from the book. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this podcast platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.